Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Do you sometimes feel when we do soul readers that we go on for a long time and are very in-depth, but everyone just finds us terribly dull and uninteresting? Yeah, I listen to the show. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. Hit the theme music. Oh, God. I said hit the theme music. Fuck. Shit. Damn it. All right. (laughs) They're not all winners. Welcome, dear listener reader. Hello, everyone. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gun Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's always on accidentally turning down the master volume last time instead of the volume on our headphones. We last are week. the bad boys of expliterature, of comedy literature, podcasting, uh-huh. of... Uh, um, what, what else are we bad boys? Gotham! Of? We are the <laughs> clown prince of comedy. <laughs> comedy shit. Comedy? We're not comedy. <laughs> podcasting. Oh. Literary podcasting. Hurts my eyes. Uh, every time. And, you know, we, we're a little damaged. We're a little uh, 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 out of reference to Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> yeah, we're a little bit overusing Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. That's Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder didn't do... Uh, uh, oh, no, he did. He did <laughs> I forgot. No, I forgot that uh, Zack Snyder did um, those Batman movies. Yes. Superman movies, I guess I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that. I forgot that's all a thing. Yeah. I forget that It's for the best. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm excited for the five-hour <laughs> Justice League It's going to be so fucking It's going to have the Jared Leto's Joker it's back. Gonna it's so going to be so good. It's going to be so awesome. It's going to be the exact opposite of Watchmen. It's going to be a fucking tragedy. It's going to be like the extended version of Batman versus Superman, which was just as cumbersome, long, dumb, and overblown, but just more. <laughs> it's going to be like being a guest on his podcast while we go on way too long before introducing them. Oh, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Th- that said, let's introduce ourselves. Gabriel, who and what are you? Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a writer and a podcast producer of some note. Uh, co-host, who are you? I am Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez, Gonzalez. An audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of speculative fiction. Where's that market? It's not down. It's not left. It's not right. It's, it's straight up. ahead. It's also straight ahead. That's cool, too. Also, when you said, uh, who are you, co-host, I looked down at our guests, expecting yeah. like, like, like <laughs> yeah, our guests to say something. Speaking of which, we have another guest. Another guest? Yeah, a fourth guest on the show. Yeah, is it Joyce Carol Oates Goats? It's Joyce Carol Oates. Joyce Carol Oates Ghost. Car- Ghost? Joyce Carol Goats? Joyce Carol Ghost. Goat? Joyce Carol Goats. That's the thing. We'll put a pin on that. Yeah, I'll figure uh, it out. But yeah, we have, New a re- t-shirt. we have a returning guest. A returning champion. Returning champion, I should say. Let me pull this closer. Uh, and I'm so excited that she's back. Christy, who are you? It's me, Christy Brand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a comedian, I'm a writer, and I do podcasts. Oh, Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, host and creator of It's All Downhill. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. A fantastic show that is going through some fun changes in the coming weeks. Hey. Yeah, and also, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. like a very new thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, we all know what that feels like. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah. like make a lot of plans and then immediately lose interest. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how that goes. Yeah, that, you know, Daniel and I each have like a a failed podcast or two under our belts. Just things that just like just stopped working because it's gotta like gotta oh. have them. Yeah, it's just gotta keep on going. Hey, all projects are failures until they're not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what my dad always says to me. Yeah. About me, sorry. About no, that's what he says about you as a son. Yeah. That's <laughs> he what goes, does. All sons are failures until they're not. It's like original sin. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm never gonna get there. <laughs> so, so Christy, how do you feel about original sin? I don't know. <laughs> how do you feel about the Marvel how do you feel about the Zack Snyder DC films? Oh, uh, you know what? I didn't even watch them. Good for you. Yeah, never they're do. so bad. You should see them. They're fucking fantastic. They're so bad. I yeah. I forgot they existed. Actually, I don't know. Is the one there's like one Superman where he is like breaks somebody in half at the end or something. I think I watched that one. It was yeah. the, the very first half? like Superman reboot thing. I feel like the, I watched it like the, in Superman Returns. <laughs> in uh, in Man of Steel, he breaks everything and then snaps the bad guy's neck at the end while screaming, "Ah!" In Superman Three, <laughs> yeah, he crushes that's what I robot. watched. Yeah, okay, okay. that's it. That right, was it. Up. Then you need you need to see the sequel to that, where I do I shit you not. <laughs> Batman takes a toilet and breaks it over Superman's head. Yeah. Like, really? That happens. Does, yes. Do they it know is... that they did that in uh, the spirit already? Oh, <laughs> you remember that <laughs> where he breaks a Sweet toilet cut. over Samuel L. Jackson's head and he goes, I hate I having egg on my spirit. face. Uh, let me let me tell you, I I did see the, the spirit, and I actually do remember that. It's like, yeah, no, it looks and feels exactly like that. Actually, okay, actually, <laughs> I may be on board with these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that level of of, of movie making. Right? Yeah, if, I mean, if if a bad craft. Superman film isn't going to offend you on a personal level, you'll love it. <laughs> oh, and for okay. me, a bad Superman film hurts me on a personal level, so it was never going to be me. Mm, I understand. And if you want to see the Batmobile have guns, and Batman's just like killing people fucking with his fucking murdering people yeah. it's pretty great it's it's hilarious i do want this. if you want to hear and if you want to hear more of this nonsense if you like yeah, what we okay. do if you're down with this show if you hate us fucking let us know please go to itunes go to apple podcasts and take the two seconds it takes to write a review for our podcast shit while you're there write a review for christy's podcast keep on yelling at her to keep on going or <laughs> yeah. tell her to end it so she can finally feel the sweet release <laughs> Either way, please write um, a review and give us a subscribe and some ratings for the Slow Readers Podcast because we need you to grow. And that's the, the facts, Jax. Yes. <laughs> Daniel, it's time. Do we have any new reviews? Uh, I don't think so, but hold on. Beep, pop, boop. Let me look this up. Oh, we did get one direct message. We did? It, it, it's just, it's from Dan... Uh, Nitro the Clark and oh it just says uh, Gabe does not get punched in the dick enough. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly if that's true I would love it. Yeah I would love it too. Uh, no nothing. Christy what is your take on American <laughs> Gladiators? Um, I remember that show kind of. <laughs> mm. that... We've made enemies of uh, one of the main American Gladiators like no joke. <gasps> what? Um, uh, we, we, well yeah. It's it's like like friend friend friendly enemies. It's, we we yeah. did his book, uh, Gladiator: a True a True Story of Roy's Rage of Redemption by Dan Nitro Clark, and um, I don't know how this happened. I don't think we tweeted at him directly, but he found it. <gasps> and he, <laughs> oh he my emailed god! Daniel threatening in in a cool we hope in a cool <laughs> glad gladiator character way. That he was gonna beat us up, yeah, which makes us very happy. And then I I messaged back saying, um, 
like, oh, hey, that's awesome. If you want to beat somebody up, beat up Gabe. Like, like, oh, it's so awesome. <laughs> Phil's going to be so happy to hear this. Then he just messages back. He's like, I'm going to beat you all up at the same time. <laughs> you know, honestly, I feel like I feel like the right thing to do would have been like to like ante up and respond to an email being like, you don't got the balls. <laughs> Fuck Nitro. you, dude. You can't fucking. Yeah, just totally. <laughs> You don't, you got don't know the where balls. we live. They shrunk with the roids. Be a guest uh, on the podcast. That's what you should I have said. I feel like that's too much of it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's too much of an actual burn. The response oh, would have been like, that guys, Is he honestly. Listen to this? Can you cut that out? He might. Maybe. I mean, he might. Don't worry. I'm he listened to the episode email, we did of his book. <laughs> he listened to the episode we did of his book, and so he does. He has heard the show. Yeah, and oh, Dan no. Clark. If you want to find Christy, I mean, she's gonna be tagged on this episode, and you can find her email. Nitro, if message you wanna, her directly. If you want to help revitalize um, uh, Christy's flagging spirit on it's all downhill, have, be on her show. It's a great time. We've both been on it. Oh my god, I Nitro, would actually. <laughs> if if Dan Clark was on the show, yeah, yeah I would do an episode. Daniel, please convince Nitro to at least leave us a message for when we do F dying. Yes. No, I'm, I'm if you're not gonna write the email, I will. Uh yeah, well I was gonna direct message him on Instagram. Yes. So yeah. Yes. We're, we're we're Instagram friends. Yes. This I is the too. best. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we love having you on the show, Christy. <laughs> you're always game. I'm just very supportive of this relationship, you guys. I wish you the best. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you love, you're very supportive of this relationship with an older man who wants to beat us up. Yeah. <laughs> you are completely in support of a former roid addict who wants to kick the shit out of us and our friends from Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is correct. Please <laughs> record this for the record. Yes, I am. I'm supportive of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to be the IG video for this week. All right. <laughs> All right. That said. Uh, if you don't mind, we got a book to talk about. We got a book. Well, not really. You have a short story. Yeah, it's a short story. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> did I bring it in here? I didn't bring it in here. You did not. Did I? Is that not it right there? Uh, Gabriel, fill time. Fill time. <laughs> All right, uh, Christy. So, uh, uh, fuck. Um, how's comedy been? You're a stand-up comic. You're a very funny stand-up comic. Yeah. Have you been performing around town in open air areas? Absolutely not. I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I have awkward. It's not that I've lost interest, but I have been like because things have been spiking lately. I've just kind of become yeah. a recluse a little bit more. That's for the best. Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like I got a little bit cool with it, and then suddenly I was like, actually, wait, it is a serious pandemic. Maybe I should stay inside. Yeah. No. Like uh, it's it's a major. It's it's a major concern, you know. That I I would like so much to be seeing friends. I would love to be bartending again, but oh my it's god, just not a not a great idea. Good thing Daniel and I work from home as podcast producers. There Good you conversation. Go. Segway. <laughs> Segwaying to Segway. We have a book to talk about. It's a book. And it's a little. It's book. a really handsome edition you have too. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, that's I, so cute. Yeah, this is the original uh, hardcover for the collection, The Ladies of Grace Do and Other Stories by Susanna Clark. Oh, Susanna. Um, I bought this in 2006 when it first came out. You fucking would. Which, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, which, which uh, I'm looking at this and I'm like, is this like worse? <laughs> you fucking nerd. Is there a jacket to that? Or no. no. That's just it? There's no jacket. It's this really, it. it's yeah. a really beautiful edition. Yeah, yeah I like it, that. It, 
Apparently, this is like like the old fashioned like style of how like books used to come, whatever you know, with that oh yeah, of course, dust jacket or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it has like a cloth cover. It's really cool. Yeah, I I mm-hmm. on the other day I ordered off eBay for two dollars. Um, B is for Burglar by Sue Grafton in the same beautiful old white embossed edition as my Ace for Alibi. So I'm very happy about that. That's cool. Ooh. It is cool. Mm. God damn it. Yeah. I remember my mom uh, would read those. <laughs> That's all I know yeah. about them. <laughs> Gabe's kind of like your mom. I'm kind of like a mom fiction guy that like, uh, I think I've said this on air before. I had a wonderful conversation with my lovely ex-girlfriend. We're still very good friends. And I was like, you know what? I think it is kind of true that we, we we date our people who are like our parents. And she's like, you're not like my dad at all. My dad's a harsh man. You're more like my mom, if anything. And I'm like, she's dating her that. mom. You're like, that's <laughs> great. Or was yeah. dating, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's 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 great. Her mom is really awesome. <clears throat> Good cook, sweet lady. That's wonderful. Loves Sue you know, the know. the goal is to date the parent that you like the most. If yeah, that's if your you only see. option. Yeah, I wouldn't date a woman like my dad. I mean, I have. Really <laughs> intense. Likes likes Bruce Lee a lot. I feel like in my head I was going to take it in a different direction that's like that's why I'm going to date my dad's fourth wife or something like that but I don't know, that's a dumb joke Ugh, anyway. some blue bearding yeah. I mean you could if they're divorced by now blue bearding he's blue-bearding. killing them well that's what? a lot of wives is that where you took that four yeah it just meant he's a bad husband and oh, like honestly, and like I... you know he's the guy who keeps getting like a wife who's like progressively younger like that kind of thing uh, you took it to murder I went to murder right. wow. it made more sense to me as murder right. someone has a has a weird dad relationship yeah. <laughs> right. listen to self-evident Asian American stories <laughs> for more about that (laughs) and listen to wondry shows true crime stories there you go for more about murder (laughs) for more about murder for women getting murdered yeah (laughs) so that said yes uh, 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 so that's it. I'm sorry. We're doing a we're doing a book here. Yes, and uh, I I I picked it this time, and we're gonna do someone who I've. I probably have been mentioning since the show first started. Yeah, she's the second person to threaten to beat us up on air, so it's yes. pretty great. She's fucking tough. She's fucking, a, a fucking has, has that tough haircut. She has a tough haircut. She's my parents' age. Oh. Uh, so like, like... I thought it was plural, parents' 30-ish? Age. Yeah, 30-ish. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Late 30s. Uh, <laughs> yeah. late, so like, so like mid-40s at most. Yeah, I know. Daniel <laughs> and I, we're, we're, we're Billie Eilish's age. It's pretty great. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly. Also, but... no one's allowed to see our bodies because honestly, it's <laughs> our talent that matters. <laughs> it's true. I support that, by the way. It's not a joke. Yeah. So, and so, and I don't know nothing about Billy. I don't barely know who you're talking about. Uh, so that's it. So we're doing somebody, a little somebody called Susanna Clark. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I- I'm curious, Gabe, how much do you know about Susanna Clark? Uh, Daniel, um, in high school, when you and I were in high school together in Pennsylvania, you and our friend kept on bugging me to read um, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Mm-hmm. Norrell? Norrell. Norrell? I've always said Norrell. I think it's wrong. I think it's Norrell. I think it's Norrell. I think it's Norrell. Norrell. It sounds I, a little more plain. It, yeah. It would be appropriate, um, uh, appropriate. And I was mm-hmm. into it, but like with many things that I'm into, but not that into, I let it fall by the wayside. I just I just knew across the decades, that's right, decades, <laughs> that uh, Daniel, liked, you, you like this author a lot, mm-hmm. and you got me to watch the pilot of the BBC adaptation starring one of my favorite actors, Eddie Marson. Eddie Marson. Mr. Norrell. And yeah. honestly, I know... Um, Basically nothing else other than she was sick for a while. Yeah. Uh, and that's I'll, it. I'll get to that. Christy. Christy, what do you know about Susanna Clark? Okay. When you asked me to read this, I thought 
oh, cool. I know nothing about it. And then when I started reading it, I realized, like, I do know things about it because uh, I watched <laughs> the whole BBC thing. Oh, hey, cool. Oh, yeah. And I and then I read part of the book, but it kind of. You know, I think I, I think it was a library book and it's so long and I actually am mm-hmm. a slow reader. So hey, I read I like several read. chapters in and I enjoyed it, but then I just never finished it. And <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, I feel like it also kind of set me on like a little, you know, when you get in a, a mood to like read things. So I read things like Jane Eyre and like yeah. several several regency romances um regency georgian yeah except the thing is like i feel like i started reading like regency romance things and i was like "Ah, where's the witch (laughs) 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 when does someone lose an eye like they're not all like this this is fucking boring everybody just (laughs) remains intact and gets married at the end Jane Eyre, though, that one definitely gets that one's screwy. sick. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that one. I love Jane Eyre. Yeah, Jane Eyre's fun. That's I've been fun. threatening to make Daniel do that for years since it's, we started the show. It's my favorite of all these 19th century uh, of Kerry uh, Joji Fukunaga films. Yeah, Fukunaga films, exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, that's it. so Susanna Clark. And I uh, usually I kind of shorten these when we have a guest because there's nothing really entertaining about having our guests just quietly sit there listening to someone read off their phone. Mm-hmm. Do it, ma- t- do it Mad Lib style. This time, though. <laughs> this time is like, I don't know how to do that. you know what? I'm in for it because I actually really liked this lady, but know nothing about right. her. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> even if you even if you're like, I hate her, it's like, I don't care. This is about me and Susanna <laughs> Clark. All right. This one's for me. <laughs> yeah. Because, yep. because I'm, a, I'm a pretty big Susanna Clark fan. And like a bunch of things I'll get to later kind of like brought me to the idea. It's like, let's do this story. That was originally published in 1997. The short yeah. story collection was published in 2006. Listeners get comfortable. So uh, and also because her. Her story is kind of interesting, and most of it has to do with Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Uh, some like small little details about her before publishing is that she was a fan of Arthur Doyle, Co- uh, Arthur Doyle Conan. Arthur uh, Conan Doyle? Yeah, his stupid <laughs> name. I hate it. <laughs> Charles Dickens and Jane Austen growing up. Hey. So she was fans of that already. She worked in publishing for eight years and taught English in, Lit- in Italy. Uh, and in 1993, Simon and Schuster, uh, Schuster hired her to edit cookbooks. Cool. A job she kept for the next 10 years. Now. It's interesting. How do you edit a cookbook? That's a thing. It's recipes and stories. I guess they're stories. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's stories. There's, there's you know, formatting and basically just saying, like, this goes there. there you know. Yeah. The reason why uh, I say fuck nuts so often is because of Anthony Bourdain's cookbook. <laughs> Wait, is this fuck nuts? Yeah. Is it a cookbook? In, yeah, in one of his. In the in the um, Leal uh, cookbook, uh one, in the introduction, it's like, listen up, fuck nuts. And I'm like, okay, that's my catchphrase now. <laughs> Go on, Daniel. All right, so speaking of Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. So Clark began writing it like in 1992 or 1993. Uh, she's like, basically, I just recently reread Lord of the Rings and was like, I want to do like a fantasy story about magic. Mm. Um, and also she had like a waking dream about a magician doing something and like screwing it up or something like that. But uh, in 1993, she enrolled in a five-day science fiction and fantasy workshop. Wait, you know, so is she American or is she British? No, she's British. Oh, okay. she's so British. I don't know. Like, like that's what I <laughs> she's thought the about. most British. Hey, that's what I thought about um, uh, Lloyd Alexander, and I was I was confused before. Well, he's weird. <laughs> he's a Philly guy. <laughs> fucking Philly boy. You know, Pennsylvanians are all fucking crazy. Yeah, we're all a bunch of fucking weirdos and um, perverts. But she enrolled in a in a workshop for science fiction and fantasy. She was suspected to bring a short story, and instead she brought like scraps of essentially stuff that would eventually be Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. 
Um, and basically, one of those uh, uh, the the uh, the guys kind of running it, a guy named Colin Greenland, uh, was so impressed by definitely a real name <laughs> by by like the story that she kind of like pulled up from from the Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell book that he brought it to the attention of his very good friend Neil Gaiman. Oh my God! So Neil Gaiman took one look at this and was like his mind literally exploded did he go full no. Solieri? well i'm kidding he uh <laughs> he would have if you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i would like that <laughs> uh, but no his actual quote which he uh which he said later it was terrifying from my point of view to read this first short story that had so much assurance it was like watching someone sit down to play the piano for the first time and she plays a sonata hey Solieri. <laughs> yeah basically i think Solieri basically said that hey. uh, uh gay man passed the story to his editor friend patrick nielsen hayden who basically said like he he then reached out to Clark and said I want to publish this in my anthology Starlight One, uh, which came out in 1996. Didn't something else we do recently appear in Starlight for the first time? Maybe because the important thing is that Starlight anthologies only have well-known and regarded science fiction and fantasy writers. Oh wow! This was the very first short story or anything that she was getting published at all, and God actually damn. technically wrote. Wow. And she was getting published with like probably like people like Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore and shit. Great job, Suze. Yeah. Uh, Clark was entirely unaware of this until like this Hayden guy reached out and was like, I want to buy this. Like she had no idea Colin Greenwood passes Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, then gave it, and then gave it to his editor. Friend. Oh, what, what year was this when this all happened? Well, this was like from like 1996 through like 1990 or sorry, 1993 to like 1996 or so. So it took a few years. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but also uh, Colin Greenwood, the guy who passed uh, Neil Gaiman, that was Greenland, you said. Wait, shit, I have a different... I think it's Greenwood. Like like Johnny Greenwood? No, it's Greenwood. I think it's Greenwood. Okay. Sorry. That's I why it's Johnny one. Greenland. I'm like, that's a, that's, that's a real name. It's like a character from a Clark story. Hey! <laughs> uh, but, but Colin Green, Greenwood uh, uh, actually ended up being uh, Susanna Clark's partner. So they're actually still together. Oh, wow. Uh, he that's appar- nice. He apparently what? did not... Re- he did not read the novel until it was uh, officially published. Mm. Uh, the book took 10 years to complete. Uh, she started to despair about like eight years in. Uh, she started basically like kind of reaching out to people to like couldn't help her kind of get it put through. What an arbitrary number! Like eight years in, you're like, "Fuck, I can't do this anymore, man." <laughs> well, I, you know, that, speaking of after Jonathan Story and Mister Alba, but like I knew that part too. She she also I think at some point was like, "Should I kind of make this more commercial?" Like, and she was like. No, I spent eight years doing this. I can't just go back and just change it. Like I've made this for myself, so I'm gonna stick to it and kind of like keep it, keep it as like the story she kind of started it uh, ended up being. Um, she was also worried that she just couldn't finish it too. Um, but she eventually did land an agent and sold the un- unfinished manuscript to Bloomsbury in 2003. Bloomsbury offered Clark a one million pound advance. Hot damn! Printing wow. two hundred. 50,000 first editions across the U.S., the U.K., and Germany in 2004. I remember that edition. The original print edition is gorgeous. Yeah. uh, It has the kind of, like, the the pages that are, it's like this one, that that ruffled page kind of thing. It's in, Mm -hmm. and sorry for the the listeners' sake, you you can just, like, Google or whatever, but, like, it has, like, this kind of, like, font, this, like, old-fashioned 19th century kind of, like, gothic font. It it looks like a fucking, like, grimoire. I remember the first time I saw the book, like, it's it's so eye-catchingly plain, but also, like, something, I don't know, very, very... uh, it was mysterious. It's yeah. very mysterious. That's it, the right word. And like uh, the colors were just uh, like black. If you look at like I think most uh, print versions right now available in the Kindle version are all that original cover. But there's also like white font on a black background. And then there was another version that was an inverse of the color, including also a red version as well. But what? I don't. I, uh, 
I, I very much remember seeing that book in like the Borders and like the Lehigh Valley. The like red Lehigh edition. Valley. Yeah, there's a red edition. That seems like like some fucking like Charizard or take off your <laughs> pants and jacket like collectible thing. I mean, that was probably a thing. Did anybody was... actually have the pants? They were they were fucking really like confident about this book and and look they uh, been. and here's the thing the book won the hugo the locust and the world fantasy awards it was nominated won a bunch of other awards it was long listed for the man booker prize and was named time's best <laughs> time's best knoll of the year best knoll. That's, that's a typo <laughs> <laughs> merry christmas everybody sorry you're thinking oh that's a lot of stuff you must be done no yeah <laughs> so in the, in the years after Jonathan Strange's publication, uh-huh. uh, Clark stated that she's working on a follow-up novel set in the same universe, but this time because Jonathan Strange was focused on like like men and like the upper echelons of power, yeah, um, that she was going to focus on people with like less power and like yeah, yeah, a people's yeah. history of the United States, if you will, kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then she said, and then like uh, in the next several years, she stated that like progress slowed down due to ill health, and she was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. Uh, and she was basically like very, very quiet. Again, 2004, John the Strange was published. In 2006, uh, this was published, The Ladies of Grace of Dew. Uh, seven of the it's eight. It's so handsome. Seven of the eight uh, stories were previously published. One of them wasn't the final one. But like basically, she's been very, very quiet since. Every, she would mention, like, I'm sorry, I'm sick, I'm taking a long time. Um, and yeah, the, 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 the BBC miniseries adaptation was uh, came out in like 2015. And like, I think she like was like a little public at then, but otherwise she's been quiet. Mm. Uh, but that said, in 2019, Bloomsbury announced they will publish Clark's second novel called Pure Nessie. Uh, that came out in on September 15th of 2020. Oh my God. And so far it is the only piece of fiction that Clark has published that doesn't take place in the same world as like Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Sure. Yeah, it also takes place in the 21st century. Hey, yeah, like it's it's weird. It's weird reading something by somebody she wrote that, that mentions like 2012. You know, you know what, what? Little I know of this world, I would love to see with all the consideration and care she's put into the historical aspects of it. What what is Susanna Clark's depiction of 2012 from the world that magic exists? It yeah. it is yeah. It is a it is an interesting thing that I will not talk about right now, because yeah. you're thinking, oh, you must be done. You're at the present. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> because this book has a fucking illustrator. Okay, named Charles Vess. This dude is fucking interesting. First off, he's American. Nobody else so far. Oh my god, <laughs> sorry, Americans. <laughs> are... Ew, where? Everyone else, everyone else has been fucking British as hell. This guy has been goddamn American. So uh, yeah, I don't like America. He's, he's like the one ma- American in Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Terry Gilliam here, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a major like American fantasy and comics artist. He uh, he's he's won all the awards. He won the Eisner Award in 1991, 1997, and 2002. Uh, That's a lot of years. He's done a lot across from like everything from like Cerebus to like uh, Marvel, DC. Um, speaking of Neil Gaiman, he illustrated the uh, graphic novel adaptation of Stardust. Oh. And also, before we did uh, Gaiman's uh, audio adaptation of The Sandman, um, he illustrated Sandman 19, A Midsummer's Night, Night Dream, which was the story of uh, William Shakespeare was commissioned to write the play A Midsummer's Night Dream, and he performs it in front of the actual fairy characters. Yes, and, yeah. it is widely acknowledged as one of the greatest single issues of comics in the history of the medium. Yeah. It's, it's like the most literary during that time when yes. like comics were becoming quote unquote like mature. Comics um, are only for kids, dude. He uh, also illustrated the final issue of Sandman, the final hey. one, which is which is called The Tempest well. and about Shakespeare as well. Mm-hmm. Also, 
in a weird moment of confluence, last week we were talking about Earthsea, and I was trying to bully. What? I was trying to bully Gabe into buying the complete illustrated Earthsea uh, collection. <laughs> I don't like buying hardcovers, uh, which was illustrated, and it's illustrated by fucking Charles Vess. That's pretty great. And also that one, the Hugo and Locust Award. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So like, it's a fuck. If I had like two jobs, I'd have bought it. Yeah, it's only like honestly, I have a five dollar coupon. It's only like twenty two bucks for a thousand pages of that shit. But I'm never gonna read it. It's too cumbersome. It's yeah. It's uh, I'm not gonna lay in bed and read this big fucking like cookbook sized book about fantasy stories. Yeah, you know, it's like reading Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell. Well, it's but huge. it's it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's no. heavy. You have to be able to breathe while you read. I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's my understanding. My thighs are are brittle and narrow. They can't hold up a book. <laughs> My worst thing is that uh, when you fall asleep reading a book on your back and then like it falls in your face. I have literally Ooh. never done that. I do I've that all the time and yeah, also with yeah, my phone go. and also I just in general yeah. somehow. I, I, I have an iPad again, so that's happened already where like I fall asleep on the iPad and I go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's it. That's all I have to say. Uh, Susanna Clark. Is that it? Yeah, that's 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 it. If you can believe it. Wow. I have a question. So, yes. Because yes, yes. all of these amazing things happen to her. Are we sure that she is not a magician? Mm. That's a very good question. <laughs> um, her success is fucking crazy. Like that. Like that's ridiculous. She's like Mozart, apparently. Like she's yeah, so that, fucking instantaneously no, successful. No, I, I really get the impression of someone who is like she's a fucking genius. And, yeah. you know, there's just only so many people who you could actually call a genius and someone who her first story, which is kind of an, an uh, a part of her great masterwork first novel, just kind of like, it's like, oh, it's my first one. Then she does another <laughs> amazing one. Yeah. And then she like ghosts us for a decade that, you know, you're you don't you don't create a, a, a masterpiece. And then dip, unless you're a genius. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, like, yeah. If you, if that you, seems reasonable. If she, was, if she was consistently like churning out hits. I'd be like, oh, she's just a really good worker. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's different from like Joyce Carol Oates, who is just like she is a machine. And because you have so much output, you have you have dips. Yeah, you, you have you have failures now. Yeah, and then, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think like you can be person. that hard a worker and to truly be a genius like her. Yeah, uh, genius implies an, ex- an eccentricity that she ha- probably has. Speaking of, well, she seems actually pretty like straightforward to be honest, like as a person. <laughs> she's just very sleepy. She, she's very Joyce Carol Oates-ish, you know, sure. where she's like, she's very intelligent. And then she'll be like, I don't know if I have a personality. Uh, Guys, I'm going to nap. But she's also very different from Spoon Witch Ursula K. Le Guin, yes. who was like working on, worked in all kinds of stories. She was, she's known for her fantasy work. She's also known for like, actually, she, I think she's primarily a science fiction writer, to be honest. Le Guin? Yeah. Yeah, Le Guin. Mm. So like. I think Ursula's actually her, like outside of her normal wheelhouse. Yeah. So like. Like, so and fucking Clark is yeah she's crazy she's, whatever she's great um, so <laughs> she's yeah. the best so that, so that said uh, let's let's throw us the Christy Christy guest is it is it is it possible to summarize what happens in this short story oh I didn't even say it we're actually doing the titular story the ladies of grace do uh, Clark's first published short story mm-hmm. uh, Neil Gaiman looked at this and was like what the fuck. And yeah. it was published in like a fucking anthology with like fucking established dudes or whatever. And and yeah, it was hugely successful in like 1996. It was one. in Starlight. It was in Starlight 1. 1. <laughs> Not 2, 1. Yeah, it was good. Uh, okay, the summary. Uh, let's see. Okay, so this is set in like England, 
a long time ago, like I don't know, Pride and Prejudice era, right? What do you say? Yeah, Pride and Prejudice Where, wait, is Georgian. It I think was this is um, when whenever they did the Spanish War thing, the Napoleonic War, Napoleonic that Wars. war, yeah, yeah. Whenever they fought with people. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, yeah they fought yeah. the french they were fighting the french because i remember in the tv show where he does something <laughs> with sand or something um <laughs> okay Honestly, i really need to finish watching that show it was a good show it was uh but it was also a campy anyway that's not the summary <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. that we need uh okay so <clears throat> during that time um the basically there's these ladies that live in a town and they're best friends and they're hanging out and <laughs> <laughs> this is accurate no no yeah yeah no this is literally what the story's about yeah. they're, they're a bunch just, of biffles they're and straight they just fucking chilling chill basically <laughs> if you will um one of the ladies is like a governess for these two sweet little girls miss tobias yes miss tobias Love her. She's my favorite. Um, and the little girls are like orphans, but they're a ward of like some relative of theirs who's just this like shitty captain mm-hmm. of something. <laughs> uh, and I guess the way a he's real Mr. related. Type. A real Mr. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wickham yeah. all the way. Straight up Wickham, dog. Straight- <laughs> Straight up Wickham and his friend Wickham number two. Yeah. <laughs> Come home. Fred. Evidently, yeah. the way he's related to the children is such that they have more money than him and he would greatly benefit if they were out of the picture. And so the ladies are like, mm, I don't like that. Uh, so then they <laughs> turn into owls and they eat them. Well, they turn into <laughs> they turn into owls, and they turn the men into the mice, and they eat them. Yeah. And meanwhile, Jonathan Strange, who's just a side character, but he's a great magician from London, comes to visit his wife's brother, who has a crush on one of the ladies. Yes, Miss mm-hmm. Parbringer. <clears throat> yes, and um, Jonathan Strange kind of catches them like. I don't know, fucking dancing in the woods after doing magic. Doing magic shit, yeah. yeah. Doing fucking like ancient women magic where you dance in a circle and shit gets fucking real. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he walks in on their rave and they're like, who the fuck are you? What the fuck do you think you know about magic? And he's like, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> and then uh, he's moody while they pretend to be normal. And then later they meet him um, by himself and again say, who the fuck are you? What the fuck do you know? And are going to tell us about magic. And he's like, fuck you. Right. Okay. And then he <laughs> gets his brother-in-law a different job somewhere else. And everybody's happy. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's the summary of what happens in this story. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. done, Christy. Well done, Christy. Thank you. I did my assignment. <laughs> <laughs> that a good, good, good question, Christy. The ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate compliment from a teacher. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
but uh but yeah no that that's what it is and um and again i do want to uh just say that uh i I think they did a fine gabe you're least familiar i think with the jonathan strange thing like the kind of context that the story takes place and makes makes enough sense with like all you know they spell out everything pretty well yeah they they do uh they 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 do a good job of alluding to all the things that i i it makes me want to read the book proper read them uh jonathan strange and mr norrell um because they just give us i mean they give me enough information to get what i need to know i think i do say norrell you say norrell i don't know what the fuck it is anymore <laughs> it seems like I, i'm pretty sure christy you you watch a tv show they say norrell don't they i feel like they say norrell yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's I also been a memory. couple of years since I've watched yeah. it. Yeah, I, I feel like the first time mm-hmm. I watched part of it, I got shit faced in Daniel's Brooklyn apartment, and he's like, "We're gonna watch this," and I'm like, "Sweet, dude!" And, and I very much remember Gabe not following them. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and I do. I, I feel like I have a like, sense memory of being like, "Norrell, it's Norrell." I thought it was Norrell. Yeah, <laughs> that's I funny. remember. I remember when uh, uh, Jonathan Strange's uh, abusive father dies kind of like to his own fucking fault because he was like torturing like some like sickly servant to like stand by a windy thing. When he dies, Gabe goes, <gasps> the old man. And I, I was like, I was oh, like, shit, what? I remember no that. Memory okay, that. you know what? I forgot that happened. But now that I remember that, I have to say Susanna Clark has such a like chef kiss sense of justice. Yeah, it's very right. satisfying. Fuck shitty men. They don't deserve to live, and then they Agreed. don't. Agreed. <laughs> That's and, it. And may I say, it's it's nice to hear a, a story of drunk me I don't remember where I'm not being an asshole. <laughs> so that's great to yeah, hear. You weren't being an asshole. You're just like not paying attention. Yeah, that's, that's the worst. Of it. The old man. <laughs> I feel oh, like no. I saw like a gif of the Jonathan Strange guy doing something like cool and magic-y and was like fuck what's this i want to watch it (laughs) and then i looked it up and like watched it all on netflix or something awesome i think it's on i forgot what it yeah but like uh, just to go on like the bun and it's hard to talk about this story without going at great length about jonathan strange and mr norrell i mean they're fucking in it yeah (laughs) Yeah. i actually wasn't i i forgot i've uh, i read this story probably back in like 20 2006 that's not how you say a date in 2006 2006 2006 and 26 back in 2006 but um no, no, I, I, I read, so, like, I forgot that's, like, oh, that's, that's, the story just fucking has Jonathan Strange in it. Like, that's, <laughs> no. that's crazy. And, like, great, there's, like, all these little little fables that pop up every now and then about, like, like uh, the Fairies. Raven King and such, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of A Midsummer's Night Dream, Robin Goodfellow, a.k.a. Puck, is, like, shows up in yeah. that one Oberon story. Oberon and Queen Titania. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> And uh, so yeah, no, it's um, what was I gonna? No, it was basically I wanted to also say like the the one the one thing that just needs to be said about this is that again, um, uh, Jonathan Strange, Mr. Norrell, the novel is uh, is an alternate history taking place during the Napoleonic Wars, but like it was very important for her to kind of be like realistic with its time and setting, where yeah. like the story was about men, very much like men in power, because, yeah, like it was very like, smartly done. Yeah, they they were like there was a men with like titles and big houses, and like they had t- you know titles or whatever, and for her it was just like there are female characters they they're very they're very deep characters they they like weigh heavily in with the plot but like they're often like the wives that show up so yeah um so like this apparently this collection in general which i have not like really read all that much oh my god um apparently like addresses particularly this story it's like it's like so like women don't do magic and it's like oh yeah women do magic but this is kind of like 
describing how in this world, how like women and magic kind of are, which makes sense in this kind of like Susanna Clark kind of. Yeah, it's really cool. World, so. I yeah. loved that, actually, where it's just I mean, it's like everything else where it's just like, hey, you guys are too fucking sexist to acknowledge that we do magic. So when we do do magic, what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to say that we did yeah. it? <laughs> Wow! Yeah, we're well, not when, smart when enough. It's confronted by if a male, males all like I, 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 I can't say anything because I'm just fucking. I, I can't say anything about this. I'm too dumbfounded, and if I said anything at all, no one would believe me. Yeah, I loved that because I thought that they were gonna get in trouble at oh, the end. Hold on, Christy, <laughs> we're, we're not talking about our thoughts just yet. Oh no. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. Speaking of which, let's uh look, before we start before we start gushing about our feelings. Ooh, feelings. What, what, what we should do? We should go on break. I drowned those in liquor. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, um, yeah, 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 <laughs> speaking of which, uh, uh, I need more hard kombucha. Yeah, that, my my iPad is is resting on a Tide bottle, and I just think that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. No, beyond that, it's on a sound panel, a sound, like a dampening yes. panel, which has ridges and a Tide thing. It's very inventive. I'm proud that this works out very well. <laughs> I'm going to well. take a picture of my book pile that is holding up my iPad, because it's it's a bunch of silly books. Are those your books, too? Those are all mine. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll describe them in part three for fun. All right, but that said, speaking of uh, silly shit um, and losing uh, focus, um, let's, uh, <laughs> let's go on break. When we come back from the break, we're going to play a game. Oh, no. And when we come back from that game, <laughs> we'll play. Oh, no. What? We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do. Uh, we'll talk Slick. about our feelings Slick. in the story. Okay. So let's go to break. Okay, Christy. See ya. Bye. Welcome back. Hi. What a weird time to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I challenged myself. I was like, are we all set? And I clapped. And then Gabe took a drink of his kombucha. Daniel, I treat recording this show like I treat edging. It's all about the challenge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the challenge? The challenge. All right. <laughs> go there. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I think I had a bit too much to drink, too. All right. The Welcome back to your listener readers. Hello, everyone. To Slow Readers. What's up? I'm Daniel. I'm Gabe. I'm Christy. Yeah. Christy. Uh, Christy. <laughs> The best Pokemon ever. I'm Christy. Christy, Christy. <laughs> That's me. That's right. <laughs> and Similar I, to Magic Carp, I just snapped. <laughs> <laughs> I told the joke That's at a... the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. oh there's no such thing as the wrong time for a joke, all right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you nailed it, there's no wrong time. We're we're all a little. Uh, me and Gabe are a little drunk right now, which means this, this episode is going to be two hours long. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, most guest episodes are. Yeah. Last week we just we just like gave I, I gave up being like punctual about it. So I was well, just we like, had a lot to talk about. Ursula Kayla Gwynn. Yeah, no, it was mm. Ursula. But that's that's it. We have a game to play. Yeah, and it's a game brought to us by Gabriel over here. All right, time to play. Find out the word game. Oh no, that's not true at all. What? All oh. right, both of you. What? Um, please, if it would kindly, uh huh, close your eyes for a second. Sorry? You said gatekeeper. No, afterwards. Okay. okay. Close your <laughs> eyes. All right. Apparently, it's, mm -hmm. has a completely different structure uh, than what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> Open them! <gasps> you see, surrounded among you, <sighs> a horrific granite maze. You hear okay. the roaring of a minotaur somewhere deep echoing against the hard stone walls. Oh my gosh. Skeletons covered in moss and minotaur 
poo. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lie around you. I mean, he lives here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. But where you are, okay. you see in front of you ten gates. Because, as you see in front of you, the Minotaur is the gatekeeper! Gatekeeper! Gatekeeper. <laughs> come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Minotaur. <laughs> yes. Keeper. So, Gaty. <laughs> yes. You each have 10 health points. <laughs> you each have 10 health points. And it costs you one health point each to open a gate. Mm. Behind each gate is a clue. And it will allow you to move forward if you know the answer to the ultimate question. Mm. The Minotaur mm. cackles. <laughs> Y'all never gonna figure this shit out. <laughs> In a southern accent? Yeah. Okay. He's wearing overalls. Oh, <laughs> you'll never, sh- you'll never figure this one out. Yes. I'm from. I'm a gentleman from New Orleans. I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. I'm just Minotaur a simple Minotaur. <laughs> I listen to Kid Rock every Sunday, like all y'all do. And. Basically, you must find out the answer to this question. It is the same as last week's. <gasps> what is the famous wizard oh I God. am thinking of? So now, so shocking. <laughs> you must, because of the re- relationship to the ladies of Grace Adu. So, as we have explained before in the past, each gate costs you one point. You may guess at a cost of an additional point, or you may pass. Mm-hmm. Your opponent also gets a chance to steal mm. at no cost. Mm-hmm. Well, they can mm-hmm. pass at no cost. Mm-hmm. Either way, um, both of you, please. Uh, Christy, you first. So, um, uh, Wait. Find out who goes first. Before we do that. Oh, yes, sir. Let's start the theme music. Uh, yeah, give myself a cue in the future when I edit. Yes. <laughs> Christy, please select the number between 1 and 50 to decide who goes first. 50? Yes. What? Uh, decide who goes first. Okay. 27. 27. Daniel? Uh, I'm going to go with 40. Christy, the number was 2, so oh. you go first. Okay. Um, oh. Do you want to um, select a gate first, or do you want to pass first? I want to select a gate. All right. <laughs> So, please select the number between 1 and 10. Again, you are trying to find out who is this fictional wizard. Okay, let's go with number 3. Number 3! That is a good one. This wizard's first line... Did you say this wizard? Oh, wizard. Okay, got it. Sorry. Jesus. (laughs) This wizard's first line in their first appearance is... Has anyone seen a toad? Oh, Neville. No, wait. Hermione. Christy, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) Christy wins. (laughs) Oh my God. Well done, dude. Wow. I thought that was a hard one too. Yo, someone was like totally playing. Someone was playing coy about her fucking Harry Potter fandom. I I asked you so subtly, do you like Harry Potter? You're like, kind (laughs) of. And then you know Hermione's first line. You fucking nerd. Someone was fucking <laughs> white man. Someone was white man can't jumping this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I 
like I have a good memory and I just don't want to admit that I like something written by a turf. That's it. <laughs> very, very fair, to be perfectly honest. Good job, Christy. Christy won. You are the second person besides me to win on the first question. So you have yes. a perfect score of 10. You go on our wall of heroes. <laughs> da, da, da. Christy. Shit, I knew I should have prepared a backup. Christy, destroyer <laughs> Brandon. Daniel, you win too because this is going to oh. be a short episode. Okay, what? No, I, know, I, I, did, I did not get that. Uh, when you go through your hints, I want to go through how many of those things that I don't fucking know because I don't know Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, I would not have known that. I would have been like, I don't know, Merlin. Also, to kind of go uh, 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 to go into my history with Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, like every time, every time I feel like someone's talking about like, hey, there's this other thing that you should like. And I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. It's always Harry Potter. And then like I'll read something by Susanna Clark. And I'm like, dude, I fucking love this. This is awesome. Like for like, you know, I always complain. It's like wizard school, whatever. But like, oh, here's a wizard story that I love. So like I was reading Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell when people were talking about Harry Potter. All right, Christy. Hmm. So you, you you can sit out the rest of this. So I'm going to ask. <laughs> I'm going to see the rest of the clues. And Daniel will be like, was, and they will tell me helpful, not helpful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Gate one. The creator of this wizard was born in 1965. Uh, no, not really. Okay. Gate two. <laughs> Is that old shoes? She's older than I thought she would be. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it came out in 97. Susanna Clark was born in 1959. Well done, Daniel. I know that because she's as old as my parents. Yeah, yeah. Something I've said <laughs> twice now. <laughs> Gate two. Across this wizard's adventures, they have two love interests, a Romanian and a Brit. That is a, um, what's his name again? In, uh, in four? <laughs> I'm looking at Chrissy um, right now. <laughs> it starts Eagle with like- Ivan? It's like it starts with a K, Victor but Crumb. it's Victor. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Victor Crumb. Yeah, okay. She had a. You were she, pretending. She was uh what? <laughs> she, she had a love interest. With, yeah, in book four. So yeah. that ugly redhead kid. Yes, okay. he's the other one. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Gate four. This wizard's first appearance was in 1997. Yeah, that. Yeah, I okay. can see that. Well, Gate, I mean, th- that also could have been anybody could from have been Harry a Potter. Lot of people, I would have. Yeah. I would have guessed uh, Bumblefuck. Um, That's the name. Bumblefuck. Oh. Bumblefuck McGee. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's it called? Ah, <laughs> uh, the, the Headmaster Bumblefuck. Was a, yes. Was replaced with Gambin. Dumbledore? Yeah, Dumbledore. That's his name. All right. <laughs> Bumbledore? Okay. Dumbledore. I said Dumbledore. Uh, gate three. No, sorry. We did that one. Um, gate four. This wizard's first. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Gate five. A now famous actor, in the non gendered use of the term, <laughs> began their career as this wizard. So that would Emma Thompson. Michael Emma Gavin. Thompson. Emma Watson. Emma not Watson. Thompson. Yeah, I Emma get, Thompson I mean, was. I do the a, same thing. I can't fucking tell. Every time all their names are that. so alike. There's them. There's the one from. Uh, 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 Adap- no, not what? What movie is that? New oh, Gatekeeper. Forget it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Okay, Gate Six. The casting of the, only the second actor to ever play this character created a major controversy. And that was Norma de Mezweni in The Cursed Child, where in the original um, West End production of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, um, Hermione was played by a black woman. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So controversial. Yeah, it should not have been, but it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Hermione was always supposed to be goofy looking. Yeah, she... Um, okay, well... No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like in terms of like uh, uh, Emma, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Watson. Emma Watson, mm. like you see her and she's just like, she's just kind of like a cute kid. She's not like goofy yeah. looking. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but Gate her hair seven. is fluffy. 
Yeah, it's big she, and so. fluffy. She has big, and... big hair. Like, she may as well have glasses, all right? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> uh, gate six. Oh, sorry. Gate seven. This wizard was named after a character in Shakespeare's The Winter's Tale. I don't know that one. Yeah, Hermione wow. is the um, the queen of Sicily in The Winter's Tale. I have no idea what happens in A Winter's Tale. I forget yeah, me either. I either. Really so clearly not helpful. Uh, gate eight. This wizard has a notable pet, a cat. Hermione has a cat? Crookshanks the cat, yes. Oh, I remember mm. that name. Isn't that a guy? <laughs> Isn't that a dude pretending to be Crookshanks? No, that's no. Scabbers, who is um, uh, Rafe, who's, uh, Timothy Spall. Yeah. Whose pet was that? Ron's. Ron? Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's the ginger. <laughs> He was in Thunderpants. Yes, he was, Daniel. I'm so glad you found a chance to bring Thunderpants into this recording. It's literally, it's literally a million fart jokes. It's nothing but fart jokes. Starting Rupert Grint, Thunderpants. Um, Beatty. Yeah. Gate nine. This wizard is known to have large front teeth. I think that was the clearest indicator okay. of her mind. Uh, I, that would have been that would have been helpful, yeah. And the last gate, um, number ten. This wizard was born in 1979, which is interesting. Wow. Which okay. means that the characters, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, apparently, uh, uh Wait. I'm sorry. Um, Death. Oh yeah, Hollows I heard like the way that it's 1997. Yeah. yeah, the way it's set up is where it's like basically all the kids are older, like. Than the people who are reading it by like a decade. Yes, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, also, does that mean most of the story? Uh, the first, how old are they when in the Wizard School one? I'm eleven. They're eleven, so mm -hmm. that means the first one takes place in like 90, 90? 91. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. the climactic events of Deathly Hollows is ninety seven, where everyone's seventeen. Everyone's seventeen. So basically, the last one takes place in nineteen ninety six. No, well, 97, when yeah. they, they, I think they almost say 97 in the books. And the first book came out in 97. Yes. Okay. I think that's part of it. That's yeah. interesting. Isn't that fun if you weren't Which a also... transgender exclusionary radical feminist? Yeah, there we go. Which also, <laughs> yeah. it makes sense that they don't have as much technology in the books. I know that she says it doesn't work around magic, but also no one fucking cares. You didn't have cell phones in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> she, also, like... she also said... She also said, like, well, after the fact, it's like, by the way, wizards just shit on the floor and magic it away. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. That's oh, my God. <laughs> fucking what? She said that? Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. She. No one should have given this woman a Twitter. Also, yeah, I want to say, yeah. I any other question would not have got the answer. Okay. <laughs> just the frog one. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I want to ask that. Like, like you guessed that like right away, the first line. I thought that was a throwaway. I'm dead honest. Where I, I'm, I'm like, like that's like I picked that one, being like, that's a great clue for someone to be like, what does that mean? Uh -huh. I didn't expect Christy to be a fucking Harry Potter <laughs> sleuth. <laughs> I think that that part is just such an iconic. Like that's how you're introduced to that character is she's looking for somebody's frog. I did not even think about that for a second. I'm currently. No, yeah, I, I am no. casually. Everything else, I would have uh, been like, I don't know. Even the front teeth one, I would have been like, teeth? I have no idea. That yeah, because she's so pretty me. in the movies, and and also she magics away her front teeth like very soon. So then they don't have to four. worry about it. She magics oh, well, them away in Goblet of Fire. To me, I guess that felt like the retrograde. Like they never happened. <laughs> then. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm Christy. Honestly, may I say once again, congratulations Woo! for being the perf and uh, being the second member of the Perfect Score Club of Gatekeeper. That Thank was you. a well earned victory. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I clapped, like, I clapped like a minute ago. Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> Should we? I'll, I'll do like the Dumbledore clap where he does like the creepy golf yeah, clap. Is, is that too niche? <laughs> is, that, is that a? I guess in the movies he just does that all the time and it's weird. I mean, I think he probably does it once, but I've just it's been burned into my mind because who claps like that? Richard Harris, famous drunk. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Stories of some really great stories about him and Peter O'Toole being drunken vagabonds back when it was yeah, back when it was stylish. But great, that, that's that. how we play. That's how I play Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. We did it. Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Crazy Town. Gatekeeper. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, great job, uh, Christy. That was yeah, fucking well amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, like, you, if you guessed any other gate, that, like, like it would have been, like. If you had chosen to not go first, y- yeah. You would have won eventually, definitely. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. But, no, perfect score. That's amazing. Well done. <laughs> that's it. We need to go on break. Okay. When we come back from that, we're going to talk about the most dangerous thing of all. <gasps> our feelings. Oh, my God. Ew. Ew. I said, throw it to break. All right. And we're back. Hi. To slow readers. What's up? I'm Daniel. I'm Gabe. I'm Christy. Harry Potter stand. Harry Potter <laughs> fucking one. stand in the world. Oh my god, that oh was my such god. that was such a fucking sweep. <laughs> yeah, it truly <laughs> was. Really? I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not well versed in Harry Potter. Christy, such a thing. <laughs> Take that turfs. <laughs> <laughs> We're reclaiming it, apparently. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna go there. Dark stuff. Um no. No, I was gonna take it in an even darker direction. Oh god! Not even gonna explain what I meant. Uh, but that's it. What's up, y'all? So we're back. Yeah, it's the last. to the show. Mm-hmm. And this is the part of the show where we're gonna talk about our feelings. How and we I- felt about the ladies of Grace Adieu. Ladies of Grace Adieu by Susanna Clark. A story that this is more or less our first, all our first times reading the story. Yeah. A name that mm-hmm. I cannot spell correctly because I think there's an H and no E. I I still spell Adieu wrong every time. The I first time. Susanna and Clark. I'm like, I thought it was oh, Susanna. Clark. <laughs> I don't know how to spell Susanna. Are there multiple ways to spell Susanna? Yeah, there's the normally there's often an H at oh, the it's end. Terrible. Susanna. I hate it. Yeah, like it, like I'm I kept Dark doing Tower. it with a Z. Oh, with a I can Z? see that. Really? Like, yeah. Z- I mean, did anybody else thing. make that mistake? I think like Z's you know, like, like Clark, but with a Z. Clark's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Clark. No. Well, I'm assuming because you know Clark's. somebody with that name, right? No. Nope. No, not even. Or you're just weird. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have more than one aunt Susie too, and they do not use a Z. <laughs> yeah, my mom's a Susan. Okay. Yeah, Susan uh, 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 Mara Hitler. Uh, but That's her name. Uh, but that, no, no, I, I never get Susanna right. I always have to like, I feel dumb looking up how to spell Susanna. Yeah. In my mind, it's Susanna H. Clark no E. Oh, that's and not- it's Susanna no H. Clark with an E. Yeah, Clark's another thing. Oh, fucking Caitlin's and their Caitlin, the different. Anyway. Um, God but- damn, Caitlin's. That's it. Yes. <gasps> First time, more or less, reading the story. Yeah. Also, did uh, how many people read the introduction to the book? I did, because you told me to. Yes. Me too. 
Yeah. Right. But I forgot I forgot what happened in it. <laughs> but Daniel's I did read like, it. Who followed my instructions? Yeah, no, I was I was wondering I tell you what, it does help a little bit in terms of setting the context, because again, I didn't know I knew Gabe wasn't terribly familiar with Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Uh Christy, I had no idea that you were like, Oh, I fucking saw the show. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I I didn't either really. When you gave <laughs> yeah. that to me, I was you, like, yeah. "What is this? Great, <laughs> cool." So it's short. I'll I'll write it out <laughs> if I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I I had no idea. And again, I always said that. Um. Uh. Again, like with every single Susanna Clark book, there's uh, all two of them. There's all three of them, including three. this one. Uh. There's a bit of a meta aspect where, like, for example, Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell notoriously. Uh, that is written as if it is an academic textbook sure. on the history of magic. So there are loads of footnotes. Nice one, Dave Eggers. Which are not only like <laughs> completely made up and like, so it'll be like, oh, refer to Jonathan Strange's book on the history of magic, blah, blah, blah. But like, they'll also refer to other fictional footnotes as a joke. But also cool. they'll like, re- they'll have a footnote and like refer to like in a, again, like you kind of saw in the story, they it does it as well without the footnotes necessarily. It kind of had like this really dry, jokey, academic kind of tone to everything. Sure. And like there are also times when there are footnotes that last for pages because like literally as you're reading the novel, there is a short story happening underneath it. Um, it I, I'm I'm not opposed to that at all. You know, one of my yeah. favorite books is some uh, the brief one, just Life of Oscar Wilde, which is very much in that fucking David Foster Wallace kind of jam where you want to tell a kind of backstory in your footnotes because you're telling a narrative about a narrative about a narrative. Yeah, that's another dude I'm not familiar with, David Foster Wallace. I've, never, I've always meant to. Never Christy, thoughts on David Foster Wallace? I am suspicious of any man that tells me I should read him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. That yeah. is a good rule. Oh, that's <sighs> interesting. He... Yeah, he he's like a very like you gotta read him kind of guy. I don't know. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm I yeah. am. That is a good point. I am wary of any dude who's like, oh, you gotta read Infinite Jest. I'm like, do I? <laughs> do I need to? Can I be a comedian without listening to Joe Rogan's podcasts? That's just the literary genre version of that. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. His podcast. I. I do not. I, I I skim kind of Joe Rogan's podcast on like on YouTube and clips, but like, like it, like if you're a comedian, like I wouldn't be like it's like I wouldn't actually honestly I don't really remember that Joe Rogan's a comedian as well. He was. <laughs> he's a stand-up. He is. Yeah, is. he was like mainly. Well, he's like an MMA fighter that turned into a comedian. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that he, how he started? He, he, no, he was a common. Well, yeah. he was also he was a host on Fear Factor. All right, this is not a Joe Rogan. That's right. He, he was yeah, on, he was on he's Fear, that guy. He was, he was on Fear Factor. He was uh uh he was like the what's uh, that's um, I can't remember the reference. The what? He was a guy who kind of made like M- uh MMA right? Mark yeah MMA fights kind of like in like the popular culture. But he's also been like a stand up this whole time. Like he's actually going on tour right now with Dave fucking Chappelle. Like he's like yeah. he apparently I've never heard a joke from Joe Rogan, but apparently people, he's like people that love him. He, he has a cult to him. He's like a he has the, the Alex Jones crowd. If you're not that crazy. Yeah, that's an interesting mm. yeah. thing. A All different right. category of crazy. All right. That's that's a whole also to be fair. Usually mm-hmm. the people who tell me. Uh, that I should listen to him are men who are 
straight white not comedians and then mm. go on a date with me and go oh you're a comedian i've been sitting on like 20 <laughs> minutes of material that i just haven't gotten up yet and oh, i'm like sure no. you haven't okay that you makes bur- me wait. so sweaty dude wait wait you buried the lead that these are <laughs> these are guys you went on dates with. <laughs> yeah. you can't yeah. tell what they're gonna be like just by <laughs> swiping on a hot picture <laughs> like and they're all the same guy. You have a type. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the same guy. It's just this one guy. Ugh, the I, same I, guy, different disguises. They, 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 it makes me like, nauseated thinking about that conversation. Uh, speaking of Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how do, okay. So how do we all feel about the ladies of grace to do the short story? Mm, I think I was saying something about like the fact that the introduction does at least set like a kind of tone for this whole thing. It does. Which mm-hmm. is kind of, it makes the other stories kind of interesting, especially the one about like that Simonelli guy, where it's just a paragraph talking about like this Simonelli guy, he's very frustrating. He like every like 20 years he makes up, he like redefines like what, how he became the man he was depending on whatever trend was going on. It was fun. Yeah. But, uh, but that said, the yes. story of ladies of grace to do Christy, how did you enjoy new champion of gatekeeper <laughs> Harry Potter? I stand. loved it <laughs> better than Harry Potter. Yeah, oh, loved yeah. it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I think Susanna Clark's very funny in that like really dry way. So that's like really, it's really pleasant for me to read because I love like fantasy stories and stuff like that every once in a while but i think sometimes they can be a little like too humorless Mm -hmm. and for me that's like a slog um i don't like things that take themselves too seriously so it's cute like i like there was this one part where she's one of the ladies is telling a story about the raven king as a child and uh the end of the story is basically like the kid got mad and like went away and then the guy who is the servant who said something mean to the kid was like waiting to see if he would get in trouble from the old man that was like the kid's foster dad and it was like but the old man like lost interest a long time ago he's very old so he just started doing something else (laughs) that's it (laughs) it was just it's like he's very old he just started doing something else he was looking for a spell to turn members of parliament into useful members of society um and and that's it. <laughs> so I enjoyed it. I liked the my favorite character was Mrs. Tobias. Miss Tobias, I guess, specifically because it mentioned her as a woman who only smiles when there's a reason to smile. <laughs> I loved that. Yes, I liked that a lot. What are my other notes? That's my main thing. (laughs) And also just like uh, I was very surprised by how they dealt with those men and turned into owls, including all caps. Oh, shit. Those ladies turned into owls, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, to kind of carry on saying like, yeah, when it plays on the story for the listener's sake is that, yeah, like something is happening without you without him explaining what's happening at the time where like uh miss tobias is talking to those two dudes ca- uh captain guy and fred yeah winbright and fred something like that winbright is that it? yeah and uh and like so. yeah and then we just kind of know like owls like kind of like attack them and we kind of like only figure out after the fact that th- that it was like uh, miss tobias's friends Mm-hmm. Miss, I'm sorry. She always goes by her first name. What Par- is it? Cassandra Parbring. Cassandra. Yeah. yeah, and Mrs. Fields. And Mrs. Fields, uh, her new uh, Cassandra's new stepmother. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's pretty great. I, I just wanted to clarify. Loved that that they became <laughs> yeah. best friends, and yeah. I just hope that they turn the. Here are my two other thoughts. I secretly was hoping that there was some kind of subtext that Cassandra and <laughs> Mrs. Fields were in love, and uh, also that I hope that they turn those little orphan children into witches. I, th- I think that's implied. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I they, think they, that... They, they eliminate the male, like, intrusions. Yeah, no one's mm-hmm. uh, no one else is going to raise the kid besides yeah. Mr. Tobias and the family. So yeah, the moment and, and that Mr. They, Fields yeah. is known to be like a a a blustering fool who doesn't need to be there, and when he is there, he's just asleep. And then and Mr. Yeah. Mr. Woodhope is that his name? Is that um, the the rector? Yes. Uh, oh Jonathan yeah. Strange's brother-in-law. Yeah, Mr. Woodhope. Yeah, he goes and, and gets also, a different job. <laughs> yeah, he gets transferred out because he's he's, he's functionally useless. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yes, Christine. Oh, I I was gonna say also like I just loved that like I feel like a lot of times when people use magic to like manipulate people to their ends or whatever like they, it takes on this dark tone and in this case I I think in keeping with this similar like um, Jane Austen type of things when people like it, like an Emma where people are meddling but it's for the good of thing everybody turns yeah. out happy it's just like you know that guy uh, got a different job in a different city and he's like oh well you know i might be lonely but i will be richer so it'll be fine (laughs) and like or like they put the old man mr fields to sleep but it's like they don't like torture him it's just like he falls asleep at the fire and dreams of having a pleasant evening with his two little ladies that he loves like that's it (laughs) so i thought that was very sweet (laughs) Yeah, it, it's it's all such a wonderfully like subversive tale about how th- they uh, these are these are insanely powerful women who know how to maintain a certain kind of secretive equilibrium in their world because they don't they don't need to be out loud with it they just do their own damn thing and the guys in their lives they just they're idiots and they let them be idiots and they let them the, the fact that they are idiots be their cover. Which I think is great. That's it. That's it. Speaking of which, Gabe. Yeah. How did you... Uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, neophyte. <laughs> yeah, that's me. How did you like The Ladies of Grace Adieu? I enjoyed it a lot. You know that I'm a... I, I don't know if you know this, Christy. I'm a big Austin guy. I'm a hardcore Austin guy. I'm a really big fan of it. I like Regency and Georgian um, English literature. And the moments I enjoyed most were those elements of... Uh, of there, there. Um, Susanna Clark does a really interesting thing. I'm oh, sorry, Daniel. Bleh. I almost knocked over his mug. Yeah. There's a, he does a, she does this really interesting thing that is so that is exactly how Austin does stuff, where um, that <clears throat> she trusts you to keep up. Where you meet, there's a new Mrs. Fields. You meet up with Mrs. Fields. There is a Miss Tobias, and there is Cassandra, and we just move forward, and we just allow ourselves to meet these characters without a drawn-out introduction. Mrs. Fields is Mrs. Fields, and that's fine. Cassandra is her buddy. That's fine. Tobias is fine. And when they're talking to one another, that's the thing I enjoy the most. Where they're having these, like loaded, loaded of meaning conversations about what's going on with them. And if anything, I was actually really hoping as I read it that they wouldn't explain a damn thing. What I wanted the story to be was them was no 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 portion ever 
being about explaining that they're the owls. Mm-hmm. I didn't want any of that. They do it and it's fine. It's really, really great. Yeah. But what I'd really hoped yeah. was that they just left it all to the Jonathan Strange reaction of being like, what did I just see? Did I see it? I, I wish there had been <laughs> even less said because I think it would have, like, like the parts I liked the most besides the, uh, the Austin speech was the idea that she doesn't spell out the they are the owls and the guys are the mice. And when when in the story, when it's explained straight up that they're the mice, we're the dudes, <laughs> the dudes are the mice. I'm like, I, I got it. I didn't need to hear any more mm-hmm. about that. I thought it was I thought it was wickedly funny. And then you explained the joke to me and I'm like, no, I got it. You already got me. <laughs> But I, I I thought it was wonderful, and it's rekindled my my desire to both read and watch Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Yeah, Daniel, this was your pick. It's obvious why you picked it, but why did you pick it, and what yeah. did you feel about I'm it? I'm gonna get into why I picked it, especially, but also Christy, the did art's you, wonderful. Did you have like in your? How did you read this again? Oh yeah, so how I read it was it's like um online. Uh, book, but it's a scan of that book. So I did actually see oh, cool. that picture that you're holding up. Okay, fuck cool. the man. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. I really dig the art because uh, I, I art's I, wonderful. I wanted to bring up the fact that like because oh, yeah. uh, Jonathan Jonathan Strange and Miss Norrell also had illustrations as well. They have been kind of like mixed received, where people are like, yeah, they don't really bring anything to the story. So yeah, this uh-huh. this one in mm-hmm. particular, I just want to say, like, yeah, Charles Vess's illustrations are fucking fantastic. They're, They're wonderful. Really like, the, like the loopy line work, it does yeah. it all. It's so good. They're really nice. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 not Jonathan Strange art's kind of like whack. <laughs> it, it's forgettable. <laughs> it's fine. Like I remember, kind of like you'd look ahead at the illustrations, being like, "Oh, what's happening there?" And then, but I don't know. It, it's not it was like fun. when I page through um, Dolly Parton's autobiography, and I'm like, "Pictures." I'm like, "Oh my god, that was their house." What? <laughs> yeah. So okay. So I I wanted to so like a, a lot of things just kind of bring this up again. Uh, if you go back to last week's episode when we talk about Wizard of Earthsea and Ursula K. Le Guin, um. Every time I read something about magic or fantasy or anything like that, everything always kind of reminds me. I, I, I think I even said this last week where it's like reading Ursula K. Le Guin. It was like it was like an all right story. It, it was a very well done story that I was like I was like in, but like I wasn't really getting anything out of it because I'm always thinking about something that I get more out of. Susanna Clark That's has fair. never disappointed me, and not to get too far ahead of—is that so? Not to not to get too far ahead of another story or future episode that we're gonna maybe talk about this, but but like Piranesi, her second novel, which I just recently Uh-oh. read, is like probably one of the best things I've read this year. Oh and it's wow! Very it's wow. very short, especially in terms of Jonathan Strange and Miss Norrell. Jonathan Strange and Miss Norrell is about three hundred thirty thousand words, which is. That's very fucking long That's it's a lot. it is and you know what like uh people complain about this where like it's like it's a little too much and don't get me wrong there are so many stories about the men with the thistle down hair and Stephen black having conversations and it's essentially the same scene happening over and over again mm-hmm. but like it's that thing where you know like imperfections in a story can sometimes really make it it makes it feel sure. really organic you know absolutely so like mm-hmm. i've always accepted it in terms of that so piranesi is fantastic I was thinking about Ursi in terms of like a Ursi was a something where we talked about like like how magic works. It wasn't yeah. just like this like kind of thing that just happens or whatever. I say the word cost approximately five fucking thousand times in an episode. Oh yeah? 
Yeah, I haven't. It wow. me out. <laughs> it's fine. That's something that I think that you, you you probably picked up, but like I, I was I drinking. Really that, yeah. Um. Quickly before you finish that thought. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Christy, are you familiar with all of Ursula K. Le Guin? I tried to read the Earthsea book and I lost interest immediately. Oh dang! Really? The first one, A Wizard of Earthsea. Yeah. I for me, I am very um. Like, I'm a really slow reader. Like, I read at the pace that it would take someone to read out loud. So if yeah. their actual writing style sucks or is ponderous <laughs> or include like, I like it's like Scarlet Letter kind of thing where it's just sure. like you cannot give me a book where someone spends literally seven pages describing the forest I will put it down. Fuck that. I don't, I'm not someone who can skim <laughs> past that. I don't, I haven't read the Lord of the Rings books because there are like 72 pages of just a song, you know? Oh, yeah. Same, same. No, so uh, I, like, I was just like, ah, oh, this seems like something I'd love a movie of. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I, I've said that as well. I think last episode, I've kind of elucidated that like, it's like I tried reading Wizard of Earthsea before and I kind of said this again where it's like, there are no scenes for a while. Like, it's like something's described to you. Like, it's like fuckface on so-and-so Island shows up and like, he does a thing of magic and he talks with his aunt and then some other fuckfaces invade the island. And it's, it's a lot of things like kind of being described to you without like, uh, being revealed through a scene or whatever so like the first time i tried reading that like back when i got the mass payback which is back east somewhere like i kind of gave up on it so like it was one of those things where like i had to listen to the audiobook where it, it kind of like it kind of pushed me through that a little bit but that's so interesting to me because honestly if i thought i liked about Earthsea is that it's so uh that it, it reads like folklore of someone like paragraph the countryside paragraph 15 years later and i'm like yeah, all right. <laughs> cool. Let's fly. That's a that's a weird thing because I don't. Do you like reading mythology? I love reading mythology. Like what? I'm a. You know what I'm a big fan of. I I've been wanting to do. I'm a. I keep on saying Edith Hamilton. That's wrong. But Edith blank names mythology is one of my favorite Isn't books. It Edith Hamilton. It's not the Edith Hamilton. That, you got me that book. It's over there. Is it Edith Hamilton? I think yeah, Hamilton sounds right. Hmm. Edith who Hamilton? does the the Greek shit? Fuck wads. Then who wrote who wrote Ethan Frome? Oh, that's uh, Elliot George. That's not George Elliot did not write Ethan Frome. Edith Hamilton wrote George um, wrote um, wrote okay, Ethan Frome. Okay, one second. That's not a thing. Ethan Frome. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. Yo, did you ever Did you ever see the movie of Ethan Frome with, ne- with uh, Sorry, Liam, Liam Neeson? Neeson being like, "What's your name?" Ethan. Okay. Frum. First of all, you guys are both thinking Edith Wharton, which what? I God, I almost it. said, but I thought that that was actually the sister You're character correct. on Downton Abbey, so I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, Edith Edith Wharton? That's yeah. not George Edith Wharton. That's not. Oh boy. So right. so Edith Hamilton <laughs> did write mythology, which is one of the best books on mythology ever written. Edith period. Wharton did? No, Wharton wrote Ethan Frome. Edith Hamilton wrote Yeah, wrote the mythology, mythology which is one okay. of my favorite books of all time. Which is like Greek shit. No, it's not just Greek. It's the, <laughs> it examines mythology across history. It's a non-fiction account of mythology and history. It's yeah. an incredible read. So for me, I I like my my, my interest in reading comes goes either um the minutia or the macro, is that the right term? Where I like I like the the speed of a myth uh-huh. 
And that's fine. And I don't want scenes in that. Or the scene should be peppered in small. Or I want mm. I want the scenes. Because of what I don't want to hear, but I like Christy said, I 150 fucking percent don't want 75 pages of how the trees look. Yeah. And I love the way trees look. But don't you goddamn <laughs> dare make me read that much. Fuck you. Move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are rarely, I mean, like to say like, like even Tolkien, because we've talked many times before about what it's like reading. Uh, yeah, we did uh, Hobbit Tolkien last it, year. And which is not and a good discussion. <laughs> Sean Hayes of the Whip Around podcast wrote me a personalized angry message about how much I hated it. Yeah, you deserve that. No, uh, really. <laughs> I don't like the Hobbit. Fuck yeah, no, no, it's fine. Technically, it's I also don't really like boring, re- and technically, I don't, I don't like read it. the Hobbit as well. But like having a conversation with about I'm a that. bunch of guys oh, who, who fucking cares. Hobbit. Here we go. Oh, hey, next remember, chapter. Remember when you said when you're being, when you're being a drunk dude and you're like and it's like oh it's a story about you not being an asshole. That's not one. That's not one. <laughs> that, no, that, that's when you are being frustrating. That's what I'm. Okay, say. that's fine. Yeah, there we go. But no. Uh, no, that's what no, that's what I say. You know what I t- you know what I love. You know what actually the mythology books I really love and mm-hmm. I've, I've discovered this. It's a very personal thing. Uh, oh God, I'm getting so fucking <laughs> far away about talking about the story. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's but a short tale about magic. Some of my favorite it opens things up, and also not to get too far ahead about a st- an episode we're going to do several weeks from now. But uh, I've been reading a lot of Ron Hansen lately. Who? Ron Hansen uh, wrote the novel The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Oh, right, he sure. did the, the Kid, which is the ability of the kid. And he's also done Desperados. Each of them is about like the actual like historical people. Like Obviously, the Jesse James book is about Jesse James. The Kid is about Billy the Kid. Uh-huh. And the other one's about the Cole Younger uh, gang or whatever. And it's about American mythology. But he does this wonderful thing where he combines like this very historical book kind of style about like mythology while weaving together this like he's talking like he makes it very specific about like it's the mythology of america like these stories mean something to america because this is an this is essentially what we as americans believe as america and everything like that but that's actually very interesting but they're also classified as as fiction as well because they are like he'll even say it's like oh the character that i come up with as jesse james you know yeah yeah so like it's it's a that is such a brilliant fucking thing where it mixes together like historical fact presenting as also like a fiction in the characters and like again there there are like how he does like mixture between like scenes and kind of like rattling off events in a historical context and everything that's interesting which has nothing to do with the ladies of grace <laughs> awesome sidebar that said so the story's good <laughs> great I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say. It got. It. Made... I, I feel like that sidebar was for my benefit, as Daniel being like, "Get ready, I'm gonna make you do this," and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> do what? No, well, you see, you implied it. True. Uh, no, I'm talking about. Uh, we're gonna do a. Uh, 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 gotcha. We're gonna do a uh, an episode based on our favorite reads of 2020. Oh, okay. Which is when I'm gonna bring you. Fucking ominous ass motherfucker. All well, right. I, I mentioned it before. I'm <laughs> you sorry. didn't. You did not. So like you were going to listen so, back to this recording and no, that's not what you said. I'm no, I said that not in this recording. I mentioned it before. <laughs> when 
before, like several days ago. You did not. Remember? Okay. Well, by the way, for the listener's sake and Christy's sake, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, at the end of this year, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have an episode about our favorite reads that we did in 2020. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that we did necessarily for the show, but also just like what we've read over this past year. Okay. So we're gonna do like I guess like top five or whatever. Sure. And also in terms of talking about like mythology and everything like that, there's fucking like Maria Devana Headley, which is gonna be another fucking huge thing about mythology. What? Or whatever. The woman who did uh, The Mirror Wife and the Beowulf, a new translation. Oh, right. Which right. is like the mm-hmm. f- fucking balls. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, balls isn't a positive thing. People usually say that's a negative thing. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> it's amazing. It's great. She's, <laughs> great. she's fantastic. She's such a fucking nerd for Beowulf. It's amazing. Uh, but... Uh, uh, that sounds like a Connor Oberst song. Nerd for Beowulf. <laughs> Nerd for Beowulf? That's a Connor <laughs> Oberst song? Yeah. All right. Moving on. I don't see that connection. Moving on. Uh... Christy, how did you yes. feel? I think it's... it's no, so... we started there. Or we're a little drunk. Um... <laughs> well, I was moving on to... Okay, so let's move on to our final segment of the thing. We It's time for our last segment called... Hazy memories. Hazy memories. So please check out the Whip Around podcast where Sean Hayes and Philip Porta talk about all things weird news. There are dear friends. Whip Around is one word. And Christy, so let's say in about 15 years, someone asks you, hey, have you read uh, the, uh, the the ladies of Grace of Dill? What are you going to remember 15 years from now from what you read about this book? I will probably remember the two ladies coughing up the owl pellets. In the napkin, that's great. Yeah. Gabe, what is your hazy <laughs> memory? Oh, um That's a good question. <clears throat> I uh Yeah, that's the that's the obvious one, like the uh you know, the coughing up of the, the owl pellets and everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like I'm trying to think of something else. Yeah, um <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess for me, it's going to be the general impression. It's going to be my feeling that I never finished um, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. And I, I, f- I felt that this, this that first exchange, the explanation of who was now Mrs. Fields, who was now Cassandra, who was now Mr. Bias, and these these wonderful fun... that If we're talking like, like hazy memory impressions... I'm going to be like, oh, that great story that had these really awesome Austin-style conversations. That's what I'm going to think about, that mm-hmm. they have these these very tart and smart and funny and sharp conversations where all they can do is allude to their awful unhappiness. Mm. And I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> that a lot. Daniel, what about you? This is your pick. You are all about it. What is your mm-hmm. hazy memory? Well, my Shawnee B. Horny. my hazy memory in memory of Shawnee B. Horny, mm. R.I.P. He was a character who didn't last very long on the <laughs> Brown podcast. Uh, no, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to take this in terms of the idea where it's like this: how much this story in particular is uh, references and uh, alludes to like a kind of world that wasn't really touched upon in the Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell novel. Whereas uh, it's the idea that Jonathan Strange has been in the story and at this time writing these like kind of like uh editorials about how the raven king was like all made up was not a was not a thing or whatever even though jonathan strange himself does not necessarily believe that but he was told to do that by mr norrell and 
and in particular, it becomes a story where it, it it's like the the ladies of Grace Adu say that like it's like oh how can you tell us about magic when you aren't necessarily free to actually say the things that you actually mean to say and I I really dig that in terms of like that's kind of like the big like kind of thesis about this story so uh, yeah I really really love it and again just reading the story just it's so connected to like the overall kind of story of Jonathan Strange missing around like the world and everything like that it's it, yeah it's really any Marsan yeah sand Marsan 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 uh Marsan? Eddie Marsan. Eddie Marsan. Eddie Marsan. Not Eddie Marsdan. No. Who's the Cyclops? Oh. James Marsden? James Marsden. Oh, oh Chris yeah. Cross of 30 Rock? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a Chris Cross. I actually don't know that character. His name is Chris Cross, spelled wrong. Um, I, I do want to say Christy, because you saw the TV show, uh, the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the uh, BBC adaptation. I've always pictured uh, Mr. Norrell as Ian Holm. If you've ever, if you know who that is, Bilbo that sounds... died. died oh, <laughs> yeah, he was Bilbo. Oh, from, interesting. From uh, the Fellowship. Yeah, that's how you pictured Jonathan Strange as. No, uh, Mr. Norrell. Oh, um, Mr. It's, Norrell. It's oh, yeah, I can see that. To, to I feel like Ian Holt. So okay, I have. <laughs> this is a segue. I have a theory that in anything, whatever it is. There is a spectrum where you can identify someone who's like someone who's a Meryl Streep and someone who's a Glenn Close. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that in this case, um, Eddie Marsan is the Glenn Close and Ian What's-His-Face is the Meryl Streep. Mm. And they're, they're basically the same, but one of them is like more polished and more successful and more taken seriously. And the other one is less popular, but more fun. <laughs> Glenn Close is the one that the latter, right? Glenn Close, of course. Yes. Okay. She's, she's, that, I mean, she's the bad guy on 101 Dalmatians. That is, and that Meryl Streep has that, a million Oscars. Uh, but other than that, Ville? they're identical. That no, that that's actually a really good thing. I've never considered because I, I feel like I don't know Glenn Close from anything else other than the move, the the live action adaptation of 101 Dalmatians. Well, um, Fatal Attraction. Never saw. Albert Knobs. She's also um, in <laughs> Hook. Knob. She's oh, one of the, the pirates Wait, what? that she's goes what? in a boo box. She, in Hook, she's a pirate. She's not just in for Hook. a little bit. Just get she's in Glenn Close is in a hook. Glenn Close is there's oh a God. scene where they put one of the pirates in the boo box and she's like no and she's all dressed up like a man with a beard. So no when you're a kid you don't way. go Glenn Close, but that really? is Glenn Close, and that's, that's why. Awesome. Also, not what I would call a performance. But <laughs> <laughs> Le yeah. Much less serious, way more fun. Wait, that is me, the Glenn Close of things. <laughs> let me let me read this description because I did not know this. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, as well, uh, <laughs> Oscar-nominated actress Glenn Close and former NFL player T Tony Burton appear as members of Hook's pirate crew. What? And also, uh, George Lucas and Carrie Fisher play the kissing couple sprinkled with pixie dust. Sure. Oh, I have not <laughs> seen. I have. I have not seen Hook since I was a kid. Bro, you want to watch Hook tonight? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm so hungry. Phil Collins. That's well, that, not. That makes sense. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Like the me? Really? Like the guy who saw somebody drown? <laughs> what? In in the air tonight. It's about, <laughs> it's, about a, it's about him seeing somebody drown. Anyway. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. No, that's Phil wow. fucking Collins. Oh shit. Anyway. 
Where are we? Awesome. So anyway, oh, well, was that your? Was yeah. that your? Did you have your? My your... point being, I see yes. why you thought that he was him because they are interchangeable. Except one is less serious and more fun, which is why he was in the campy BBC movie about wizards, and the other one was in like a highfalutin Oscar-winning. Same thing, basically, though. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the dark reality behind it is that apparently uh, uh, Ian Holm, I think, suffered a massive stroke in around 2011. That's so, sad. so uh, and and So he couldn't uh, be in it? Yeah, no. Ian and- Holm has not been in anything besides the Hobbit movies, which obviously, like, he filmed in, like, probably 2010 over the course of, like, several weeks. But, like, that was the last thing he's been in for the past decade because he died, like, a few months ago. Um, he wow. like he has not been in a I have not I did not realize this until he died and that was like announced and I was like oh shit yeah no it's fucked up it's like Tim Curry no place yeah, like unfortunately. home it's really sad anyway so now that I brought everybody down awesome um, <laughs> so uh no, no yeah no it, uh, so yeah that's uh so let's 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 check this let's aside. toss this story aside yeah. it's been a great time thanks Susanna with no H I do have, by the way, a uh, hardcover of Jonathan Strange and Mr. Rell back in the East Coast. But since 20, 2004, 2005, whenever the fuck I bought that hardcover, the dust jacket was torn. So I only have like the, yeah, the jacket less cover. Up I'll get it on Kindle. Yeah. It's really, it was really cheap. <laughs> I it was really cheap and everything. Like uh-huh. Anyway. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, so let's stop talking about that. Uh, Christy. Plug. How can people find you? Is there anything that you want to tell people to check out? Um, okay, let's see. I don't know. Like, I may or may not be doing a podcast called It's All Downhill. Uh, (laughs) I love the name. I just ran out of steam doing it. Um, It's like interviewing people, and I found that I don't like doing that. (laughs) (laughs) If they're not my friends, it's weird. Um, So maybe that. uh, You can find me on Instagram at Christy Brandon, and maybe if the world starts up again, We'll do some comedy, or maybe we'll make some videos in the future. I don't know. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Gay plug. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self Evident Asian America Stories. Um, it's an uh a documentary podcast about the Asian American experience. I produced episode uh three of season one. The talk you're supposed to have. It's about my life. So you want to know all about my daddy issues? That's where you want to go. Um, besides that, um, check out AP Film by Film School Professionals, the other Top Count radio show, where two young ladies, brilliant, sharp as knives, and as argumentative as they come. Sharp as butter knives. Sharp as butter knives, where uh, professors Katie Kometz and Milo Morone um, uh, create their own film school curriculum because they were not allowed to go to film school. They are a fucking charming time. They're very funny. They're very sweet. Much like Christy, the ladies if of you wanna, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Christy, if you want a guest on the show, they'd love to have you. They're a bunch of sweethearts. If you want to oh, be like, nice. guys, we're, we're talking about uh, what's the worst movie you love? Shit, the worst movie I love? Yes. Maybe, like, maybe The Spirit. Yeah, that's a good one. No, like, if you love that movie, I, re- that's that's, that's, I respect talk. that. I saw The Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I should talk to those girls about how they should have guests talking about the worst the, movie they love. There, Yeah, there's so there's so much 
fun. Like everyone's having a good time doing the spirit. It's not like a good movie, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. it's 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 fun trash. But please check out AP yes. Film. They're a wonderful time. I love them dearly. And um lastly, it's not really my place to plug, but I do create it. Um I am the new producer for the maximumfun.org podcast. Ooh. One bad mother where Biz Ellis and Teresa Thorne are there to talk about your mothering and parenting issues. There are such a wonderful fun show about life. I recently, in a coup of mine, got Chelsea Erson of the Dear Young Rocker podcast to be on the show. It was a great time. So if you are, if you're somehow a suffering parent in the pandemic listening to slow readers, um, please check out um, uh, One Bad Mother. It's such a good time. Follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Daniel! Yo, parents don't listen to this because, you like, know. parents are boring. Yeah, the only listeners <laughs> to the show are, are Coke adult club yeah, adults. Yeah, lifelong bachelors and bachelorettes who just party. People who want to dance their lives away. Uh-huh. Ravers, much like Christy. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and seen it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Slow Readers on Inst- on Twitter at uh, Top Count Radio. You can buy my fiction anywhere you get your ebooks. Uh, they are a Cook in the Kingdom and the Shadow from the Deep. Woo! Physical copy is available on Amazon. Woo! Uh, also, you can check out all the Wondery shows that I've helped put out. They definitely, I mean, like, yeah, they're they're doing very well. Do no harm. I think it's almost complete at this point. I fucking listened to the whole thing. I oh have, my one, God. I have Wondery Plus because I'm fancy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, Jacked I think is still coming out at this point. Uh, uh, Jacked, uh, Dr. Death season two, uh, and guru. Yeah. All those most, I think most of the episodes are all out at this point. I think, uh, do no harm only has like, if you're, you know, on the free platforms, I have like one week left. Jacked is also like two weeks. I don't know. Hey, I'm thinking too hard about guy. it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so check them out. I help them. I help put them out. They were very exciting. And yeah, if you check them out. Yeah. Really if you cool. haven't heard a wondery podcast, You've probably heard one because they're the best, most engrossing, unpleasant, fucking amazing things ever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, that Doctor Death season two uh, is starting to air on the Doctor Death season one feed. I I, I couldn't. I, I need to because it's what I as I love them. I, I listened to, like the first two episodes of Doctor Death season two, and I'm like, this is too sad. I, <laughs> I can't. <sighs> but I gotta do it because they're so good. Doctor Death season two ain't nowhere near as upsetting as Do No Harm. No. <laughs> Do no harm oh, is fucking God. rough. <laughs> oh Jesus! People have said, uh, "Christy, are you familiar with Do No Harm at all?" I don't think I've heard Do No Harm. I love true crime podcasts, but also they make me too sad, so I haven't listened to one in a while. <laughs> yeah, Do No Harm. Do No Harm. I mean, like all these, <laughs> I, I've said before, like have been like like they affect how I feel throughout the day sometimes, and like yeah, <sighs> Do No Harm is one of the more upsetting ones because it's about uh, two Texan families. Um, having issues with child protective services where somebody at some point flagged like an injury as like symptomatic of possible abuse and like because of that they spend like thousands of dollars and months if not years like trying to get their kids back from cps because of it even though even though it's like oh look no look here's all this evidence that says we didn't abuse them and cps is like ah sorry and they take their kids away so like people uh, apparently it's been this thing where people get very very upset triggered when they hear this clip because especially the there's a there's a a white family and a black family and like the white family recorded every interaction on cps where like the mother's like screaming at cps saying like when they're trying to take her kids away and and people have said it's like no it's it's 
yeah, not like pleasant to listen to because she's screaming <laughs> at them. So. Yeah, really? What? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and I and I cut together the fucking Jerry Summers episode of Doctor Death season two. And that was also yeah, listeners. Upset. Um, Daniel cuts. Um, my job is listening to a bunch of moms having a cool, fun conversation about life and comedy. Daniel cuts together child abuse stories. So hey, the, the children weren't abused except for the state. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's that. Oh yeah. my god! I have a great time. It's it's an interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the story and Jerry Summers just talking about like how he blames himself. Anyway, oh, uh, so it's so that's pretty rough. It's interesting. Anyway, all that being said, Christy, thank you so much for coming back yeah. on our show. You yeah. are quickly becoming the actual champion guest of the show. We're so happy to have you every time you're here. You're so welcome. I love being here. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we appreciate you being here. You're 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 the champion of gatekeeper and also slow readers in general. Yeah. Do you want <laughs> us to be more or less drunk next time? <laughs> um, it depends on if I'm drinking next time. Yeah, <laughs> join us. It'll be a big old sloppy book <laughs> yeah. fest. We didn't mean to get this. I didn't mean to get this drunk. It'll be say. like all of our middle school <laughs> book fairs. Scholastic brought all drunk of them. You know it. <laughs> okay. Drunk as hell. Drunk yeah. as hell. I showed up those book fairs. Drunk as like, hell, baby. Oh, fuck are the fucking Redwall books, man. <laughs> I, I need the new, I need the new, the Wait, goosebumps. You know what? Here's what I propose. Let's read a Hemingway novel and just Ooh. get wasted while we talk about it. That might be very funny. <laughs> that would be... That'd be and interesting. And if it's bad, if it's horrible, just don't air it. <laughs> we can do that and also Fitzgerald. Just get real yeah. shit. Uh, oh, I loved The Great Gatsby. I'd have to yeah, reread it. We've already done that Have one. we done it? I don't remember that episode. Um, Dr. Philip Horta joined us for that one. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, also, I have to say, not that I'm doing <laughs> extensive research in the whole period of writers, but, um, but you know who the fucking worst alcoholic was out of all of them? Who basically made was it, it me? Who made the alcoholics look like they were like, no, that's sexy drinking. <laughs> this is drinking. <laughs> that was Faulkner. He was a yeah. dark fuck. He was mentored by the by literally the town alcoholic. Like the guy who would like piss on cops and like fall asleep on lampposts. That sounds and, like some fucking like Mayberry shit. Yeah, no, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like people were always like, no, like, Faulkner is scary when he drinks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's, yeah. It's anyway, anyway, thank you so much yeah, for being thank you here, so much. Christy. You're welcome. I'm we gonna love uh, stop my recording. Oh, no, we're well, no, 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 Okay, and, 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 that's and, and. it. Let's end the show. Uh, bye. 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 Top Gallant Radio, brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara.